Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You are listening to the good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin with the good news. Hey, friend, it is Angie Austin with the Good News. We have quite a team here in the Good News studio. Wow. Tracy Rock is here, Jennifer Bishop, Michelle Ron, Rachel Maines, and Darla Ray, filmmaker, is here, and she's a Christian as well. We met many years ago on the program, and she's going to talk about her latest film. And then sometime this week, we have to battle, let's see, you know I do a morning show. So every morning I do another show that's three hours long, and I have a co-host that's on the East Coast, and we're around the country. It's a syndicated morning show. And then I've kept this show going because I feel it's kind of like, a, you know, it is a ministry and we hope that people can relate to it. But the good news is definitely involved some parenting as the years have gone on. I think this is about our eighth year. And so I want to talk sometime this week about bullying on the bus because mm. the kids are so mean on the bus. And then my son has a his first, I would say, difficult teacher. And we have had a, such a difficult time uh, getting him out of that class. It's like, oh, no, we'll just keep trying and trying again and trying again and trying again. And he's an honor student, and he got a D last uh, quarter. And maybe he did get bumped up to a 70. Maybe it was a C, you know, after we had the meeting with the principal and everything. But, boy, you try to change teachers, and they do not let you do that. It's just crazy how they're just like, you know, it might not be a good fit, but we'll try to make it work anyway. It's like, it's learning. Hello. I know, but I got it's to in come, middle I, school. I know, and I know. I've got videos here on my phone. I he know, sends me honey. of his I hand know. up in the air for half an hour, and I get it that they can't just let anybody change. But when you've met with them four or five times, and it's still not working, and it's still not a good you fit, still give them a semester, honey. You have vid- you give no, them a we're semester. in the second semester. Okay, yeah, I, and right. I've got videos of a loud classroom with his hand in the air, and he's showing himself with his hand in the air, and she never comes. Is that little i mean maybe that's annoying her i think he keeps know. his hand in the air to get help oh, oh. I, all there's kids all over the room with their hand in the air trying to get help well then can she get to all those kids in that time apparently period? not right. never my exactly. kid exactly yeah yeah I, i'm just i'm just saying it's also chatty too like he'll come at lunchtime when she says to come which is her time by the way exactly. and he'll come and she either won't be there or she'll be talking with her friends so it's like why even have him come okay you know so i'm kind of over it i'm kind of sick of young it teacher? like if he's getting holes now in his learning, I wouldn't say she's that young. We've met with her with the principal and other like teachers. If she's if she's that incapable of teaching the class, then maybe she should try to get a different setting for herself. All of his other teachers have been able to get to him. He's never had a year where his teachers have not come to him when he raises his hand. And when he takes the quiz, I mean, if he's in honors classes, and this, this is the first D that he ever got that then got bumped to a C, mm-hmm. there's some issue i i will say that more than likely when your kids are ready to graduate you can look back and you can put the great teachers on one hand mm-hmm. yeah and that's the reality well, we of it we could put you the are bad teacher on one finger correct you can <laughs> but i would say that you've got to 
It, it's the real world. That's yeah. the way no, I, it's going to I be. I do agree with that, but this isn't an employer where he has a choice whether to quit or not. He's in school. He has no choice. We're paying her to teach, and she's not coming around to the kids to help them. Not only is it not a good fit, he has a hole now of one entire year of math where he is not learning. And that's unacceptable to me. I pay way too many taxes for three children to go to school to have one not be taught. All we're asking for is a different teacher. It's not a good fit. Well, I have, like, this is Jennifer, I have like a little opinion here yeah. because my kid's 21 now, so been through all of that. Yeah. And I do think at some point now, probably it would be a good, good idea for the school to switch because there's obviously... Personal, like too we're, much we're, we're time personal. is being spent on meetings with the um, higher ups at the school right. to Just continue get, this. Get My husband out. has a startup with like fifty employees, and he has left this, uh, his work on several occasions to have meetings with the higher ups at the school. Let's stop wasting our time. Let's well, just and, make a switch. And the teacher's human, and so is yeah. Your I've son. met with her. I'm like, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to point They're fingers. All I'm saying, it's not a good fit. Right. So, so let's, let's just like sever the ties, move on, get him to. I, I, I mean, I had a in high school um i have four older brothers and they were not great students and i was the uh, 3.8 average all honors yeah, classes yeah. blah 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 but when i went to high school one of the math teachers he's like oh you're a kennedy are you oh yeah they have like preconceived notions well just listen i want you just to hear what it's like in the room okay that oh sorry that i didn't do a very good job there did i Okay, just be really careful, Angie. Oh, there you can't hear anything. You can't. Okay. You can't hear any names or anything. That's during class. Something? Are they work? Okay, then the noise could be okay. The noise could be. Some kids work better with noise. Oh, they do. Not for math. I beg to differ. Well, all I, I he show, he's showing, you know, his hand in the air, and then, you know, it might be 20 minutes. So are you meeting with, when you say the higher-ups, the like ones the who... Like the vice principal. No, you've got to meet with the ones who can make the decisions. Well, he supposedly can. The counselors we've so already So have you asked with. him then? So Yes, we and, have, and in, the, in a meeting with him. Okay. I'm just frustrated. I'm of sick course. of it. I have enough things going on in life that I'm sick of meeting with school officials to try to move my kid, and they keep coming up with new plans. Well, and you know, it's it healthy work. to lament, Angie. Huh? It's healthy to lament. Well, and I think that and my really daughter is. being bullied again. My kid's been punched twice at school, yep. once unprovoked on camera. But if you're involved in an altercation, you're suspended. So my honor student school kid is suspended while this kid that's been in numerous incidents with violence the other kid that he beats up that kid gets suspended every time too so you have some jerk that's beating kids up and he gets suspended repeatedly but everyone he punches gets if they punch back or if they push back or mm -hmm. if they hold their hands up and push him away they also are suspended so he's getting all these kids suspended while he beats them up so right. i'm just kind of over it in the in the school bus thing it's like you know the neighbors my daughter was sexually harassed and that kid left the school mm -hmm. people drawing penises on her paperwork yep. um, making oral sex gestures to her when cutting she was her 11 hair. Cutting, cutting her, her hair, hair cutting her jacket cutting her you jacket. know i mean come on i'm over it you know right. this is supposed to be the best school district in the in the state so right anyway well, we spent totally, too much time I, on this i totally understand but just some good news for you it's it's almost like every child of mine has gone through something yeah through um it's very similar and each one of them you know has just 
been amazing and so like these are hiccups along yes, the way no, I agree with and, that I agree with that and you know I just I feel for you because I remember those times where I was so frustrated and I just was yeah. like ah well the bus yeah. seems to be a free-for-all they need like a parent or a monitor or somebody I mean if I showed you some of the fights I have on my phone that my kids have recorded they are so violent one girl's being held by her ponytail and kicked in the face ugh. then the, the bus driver drops them all off and they beat the crud out of her on the ground after after he dumps them off, after he breaks up the fight, then he puts them all out of the bus at their stop, and they're kicking her in the head, and she went to the hospital. I mean, are you kidding me? This is the best school district in the country, and the bus driver's dropping these kids off while she's being beaten to a pulp in the bus, and he can barely break them up, and then he throws them out, and she gets her head kicked on the ground while uh, they hold her ponytail? Yeah, yeah. I'll show it to you later. Yeah. It's unbelievable. This, it's disturbing to watch. Yeah. And this is the best school district in the state. In so, the state. So you've what? taken this to have that I, they, they've have you taken it, it to the I, I have not. This is not my board. kids in this fight. There were other still. kids that were in the fight. They were all suspended and this this video was circulated to all the kids around school. Yeah, that's horrible though. Just, yeah, I mean it's because it's only promoting more bullying. I mean it's right. just The it's, buses are a free for all. Those poor bus drivers, they've uh, raised the wage to almost twenty dollars an hour to start. It's like nineteen fifty an hour. Because these poor people have so much to deal with on those buses. And the middle school bus driver, I think, just either listens to music what? or doesn't like pay any attention to the kids at all. He just drives because he's on the highway. He's right. got to go on the highway. Right, right. But where are the parents? I mean, do, does not the bus driver have authority? Because I remember, I remember when uh, there was ruckus on the bus with one of my kids and they, they all got, they all they all got a letter and the and they were not welcome back on that bus and well, you know they they were, they have videos and one of the punches my kid got on just the kid walked up behind him and uh, cracked him that one they got the video the kid was suspended for five days we were thinking about pressing charges and we didn't and the woman said you're suspended from the bus for five days and you're lucky that the family didn't um, press press charges against you. And um, then the kid was back on the bus five days later. See, I don't think that's my kid appropriate. Was it's kind of like, well. They don't get kicked off for good unless it's something really bad. Like, I'll bet you that one fight I told you about, they might have been removed because it was so violent that she went to the hospital, the victim of that beating. And I, they were sixth and I think seventh graders, sixth and seventh, like 11, right. 12, 13, right in there, right well, in that age group. That's not acceptable. All right. Well, okay. So, Darla, we're going to keep you tomorrow for the first segment as well so we could talk to you more and you can share the good news with us. But I want to get into why you're here anyway since I'm on such a, a roll today uh, and not happy with what's going on <laughs> at school. Uh, hey, yeah. it's healthy. I'm telling uh, yeah, you. Make, healthy to lament. makes you think about private schools, which my husband's adamantly against. Or do they okay. have to ride the bus? Can you um, get them? I, I might be able to drive them some days. They'll be in three different schools next year, so it's definitely well, an Carpool effort. or something with yeah. others. Yeah. I, mean, I did not allow my kid to go, well, but I was at home. Kid, and right. you, and, and you and, and your husband were home. Right. He didn't drive, but right. yes, I agree. I, I did have a business, but I agree. You know, you have three kids in three different situations. I'm not saying yeah. that, yeah. but I, I wouldn't because it, it happens, you know, I'm in the second best school district and it was crazy too. Like he would well, tell. I'll tell you one thing. My, my littlest one, she's 10. They That's did uh, do a um, seating chart. She was very upset with that. And the other moms in the neighborhood contact me. I'm good friends with all the moms. And they said, we're going to meet with them. They, they've waited all these years to get in the back of the bus where the fifth graders sit. And we don't think it's fair. I said, tough luck. Tough. I said, too bad. She's going to sit wherever the bus driver tells her to. Yes. I'm not going to meet with her. If she wants a seating chart to 
control these kids. I am fine with that. Amen. And I'm not going to go in and fight for her to sit where she wants. No. It's just too bad. Yeah. Too bad. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I do accept um, a lot of what goes on, but I when you do. it gets yeah. too violent or my kid's not learning. Well, they're not and, safe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's Safety definitely first. been... I mean, come on, when your kid gets sexually harassed, but she was, I think she was a 10 or 11 when that started. Oh, I remember. And we had like five or six incidents, yeah. you know, d filthy songs and oh, that's dirty terrible. I saw the pictures. Oral sex gestures and yeah. ugh. Cutting, cutting her hair. Like, yeah. I, I was just like, uh, uh. Right, right behind her, cut her hair, her brand mm. new jacket. Okay, so Darla Ray is here. She's going to stay again tomorrow <laughs> uh, so we can talk more about good news. And Darla... First of all, introduce your film, which I know that uh, Rachel Maines, one of our hosts, uh, also saw, and uh, you sent us the link. And so explain to us, you know, what you do in general. Kind of give us your 30-second elevator speech of what you do and how you, the good works that you try to put out into the world and then what this is specifically about regarding the homeless. Sure. So um, I have a company called Filmit Productions, and I basically do family and inspirational Christian films, family films, so that everybody can sit and watch it together. Um, and it wasn't my plan, but it started out a long time ago. I, 2005, I made my first film, and I became the filmmaker to raise awareness. All of my films always have something that it needs to raise and elevate a subject matter. Yeah. And in this case, this one is Weary Hearts, and it addresses homelessness. And, um, and I filmed right here in Denver. We shot it here in Denver. It's... Uh, 19 minutes but it's um it's basically a, a broad spectrum uh snapshot of individuals who are homeless that most people would not recognize as mm. being homeless yeah, yeah. because yeah. everybody has this imagery that they're filthy or they're all mentally ill and yes that is a big proponent yeah of it, but there are other people out there for other reasons mm -hmm. it's sad too when you find it uh, hear some of their stories because we've done a lot of work over the years with the denver rescue mission and heard some of the testimonies and one guy sat in front of me in the chair you're in right now and i said wow you look like the guy with um you know a house payment and two cars and you know a boat out back he goes i was that guy until i had surgery and got addicted to painkillers and then became homeless for about six years and then went through the denver rescue missions new life program which is amazing amazing and then got back on his feet so uh people that you would not expect to be homeless that you hear well, from well several several years ago when i lived in houston i found myself delivering a meal on christmas morning it was supposed to be christmas eve to some homeless people and this gentleman i'll never forget bobby and he, I said, can I ask you why you're here? And he, so he told me, my wife died. And then one day I woke up on these trains and I was riding these trains. And mm. I said, what's your background? He goes, I have a master's in psychology. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And he said, I, I gave up. Gave yeah. up. But then we, fortunately, it was Christmas. And I said, do you have a family? Do they know you're alive? And that, mm. we ended up, he got home. Wow. To his mm -hmm. daughter. So, um, so I've always had that heart for the people yeah and so when this project was brought to me it was somebody else that brought me um, SJ Coven brought me the story she had a script that wasn't quite ready to shoot for a short and it wasn't long enough for a feature so we took her idea and we wrote a new script and that's how we came up with weary hearts and in weary hearts what's the message you want people to uh, you know, come away with people are not invisible and that no matter how deep down in the alleys that somebody might be they can still contribute to society and that's the biggest message i think in weary hearts because you have a veteran who uh these people they 
they come together, this little small group of, I call them misfits, and this veteran kind of leads the pack and he discovers this woman that's elderly wandering the streets, but they all recognize she's not one of us and she doesn't belong here. Right. So they go And he's suffering themselves. from dementia. Yes. Yeah. She, her, she'd lost her husband and she's out wandering and she's looking for him. And mm-hmm. so they actually find a way to get her back to her family. But it's really about them looking beyond what their normal situation is. I mean, one guy's not happy that she's there in their little den yeah. of people. And then you see these little morsels of, ah, uh, he's reaching out to her in his own way. And, yeah. And so it's really about recognizing people are they're different, but they're not invisible. You know, I, I so admire, and Rachel, I want to get your feedback on the film as well. Uh, I so admire people who try to, uh, a different avenue of helping homeless people. And there have been a lot of these little communities with tiny houses around the country. And I think Texas, I think Houston may be one of the, con- uh, one of the areas of the country that's done that. But, you know, creating a community. And when you create that, um, how resourceful they are. And oddly enough, I saw um, a movie recently about a strange cult. And this cult had gone around the country and picked up homeless people. And I'm like, what are they doing? Well, they had ulterior motives for doing that because they wanted their votes. But what blew my mind is that once these homeless people, they called them then street people, I guess. It's probably in the 70s. And once they had these, quote, unquote, street people in the community and they were feeding them and, you know, some of them were cutting hair and they were working in the gardens, they had such a sense of community and love from the others because they were treated as equals that they really did join morph right into the community and become viable parts of the community. And uh, to see their uh, devotion to the people they lived with, none of them wanted to leave when the whole thing kind of broke up. One of the guys said, this was my dream to live like this and with a farm and to be here. And I'm going to be the last person that leaves when, you know, we break up the community. They, they had to for whatever reason. So, that kind of struck me as we've got to find um, alternate ways to make them not invisible. And that seems to be the common theme of homeless people or people who act as homeless to do experiments per se. And what do they walk away with? That people, they weren't looked at and that they felt that society saw them as invisible. It's kind of sad. It's really it really sad. is sad. And, you know, I, I spent a lot of time walking around Civic Center Park and alleyways that I probably shouldn't have been in. But um, I wanted to make sure that I cast people that could pull off the picture that I was trying to show. Mm-hmm. And if you, I've had people ask me, well, that person, do kids really look like that? Teenagers out there on the street? Yeah, because those kids are not safe at home. Right. Unfortunately, that is the saddest so to me. So they when are out there, there and being trafficked, are, and they yeah. are sharp kids or smart kids, um, loving kids, and we, you know we dip, depicted that in the film as well. So mm. that's we kind of hit a lot of different areas. You know, my brother mm. was homeless. Well, he's off the streets right now, but he was homeless for many years. I would venture to say decades. And he always would go into bathrooms at gas stations and wash his hair and always look clean and, you know, look as, you know, look nice, really. And uh, he told me on a Christmas once that he told me just how generous people were, that he got a winter coat one Christmas and other things. Because I think people do have more of even a heart for it when they see you out panhandling on holidays, per se. But um, he, in the Pacific Northwest, has gotten in a program where they put mentally ill people. Uh, he was a drug addict, but now I just think it's just a mental illness, into apartments. And he has a place, and he um, is taken care of. And... Uh, He's finally got, he's found his home, and it started off in a Christian homeless shelter. We only have a minute left, but Darla Ray is going to stay uh, tomorrow, uh, come back for 
tomorrow segment as well. Uh, and Rachel, what did you think of the film? Because she went, and this is so great. You two met yeah. because and you're a in mutual that- friend was yes. trying to get us to connect too for a oh. year, and oh, then wow. so it's just it's a cool funny. guy connection. But yeah, I, can I share tomorrow? What yes. I thought because yes. I have more to say than yes. just couple words well, Darla, it's, it's I want, powerful I want to make sure so again Darla Ray will, will join us tomorrow where can people find the film and give us the website and a little snippet well right now they can go to film-itproductions.com and we're submitting to festivals and, and using it to get a platform to really speak about the subject so right now that's where we're at give the website one more time film-itproductions.com excellent Darla will be back tomorrow we'll be right, be right back with the good news Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.